everyone, my name is Chuby. And I'm Vanessa, and welcome to No Filter, No Fears no no Podcast. And today we got a level four elephant. Today is a level four. And why did we choose a four? I mean, Asayin can be triggering for people, I would I would assume. It's not a fun place. I mean, it's, it deals with a lot of abusive relationship as well. So mm -hmm. that can be, yeah, it definitely is triggering. So you guys already know if it's too much, you can't handle it. Maybe little by little segments when we post it up, you could go and watch it on YouTube. Yes. Right. And then, of course, on Spotify and Anchor, you can always pause. Yes. And of course, we're going to start with, as usual, our definition, Chuby. <laughs> I love the definition. It makes me happy. Um, gaslighting. Psychologists use the term gaslighting to refer to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else or a group of people to question their own reality, memory, or perceptions. And it's always a serious problem, according to psychologists. It's, it's a serious problem. It is a serious problem. And gaslighting is not doesn't only happen in, re, in romantic relationships. It happens no. at work, with friends, literally with anybody. With anybody. I'm trying to be delicate. This person is older, and they don't believe all these words that are now coming up to like as identifiers to different things. They No, it doesn't count for me. So they have a tendency to gaslight those around them. And it's become so secondhand and rich. Like they don't, they don't, they don't even notice it. And they get so butthurt and in their feelings um, about how the person just can't. And the day that I told them, hey, that you're doing this and this is what it, I don't do that. Because they can't recognize the patterns in themselves, I'm sure. And then it became about how, oh, that's just you and your generation coming up with crappy. No, no, no. This is like in psychology. Yeah, it's been done before. It's just that now there's a word for it. Just like everything else, you know, it's been there. It's just that now we have an actual word for it to, to describe this. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure when we were growing up, we didn't hear that. We, no. we can recognize the pattern of what the hell was being done, but we don't, re we don't, there was never the word to describe it. So I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, no, 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 this is what you're doing. Right. And mind you, it's not, it's not like a term that I'm sure she's heard at some point or another because it comes from um, a film. You know mm. what I'm saying? It comes from like something that was done in a film, it's, and it's literally the lamps that were gas and they, turning it up and down to make the wife think that she was going crazy. Yeah. So I'm sure that they've heard it. They're just acting like they don't know. They, <laughs> I mean, they refuse. I mean, some people refuse to, to acknowledge that they have a shitty pattern or a, a behavior, you know, pattern that needs to be quote unquote fixed, you know? What is it called? Like a, t a trait. A, a yeah. So it's it's up to the other person that that's one of the the things that i read you know how to stop gaslighting you need to you know tell speak up about the behavior so tell the person hey i feel like you're doing this 
so then you talk to the person about it. You guys talking and then the other person is like, no, 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 this is not, I'm not doing that. Then there's a deeper, what you call it? Like deeper to go into that. And the thing, and you were saying just before we went live <laughs> that, you know, you've done it and I've done it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it makes you feel shitty. But then of course there's also like the extremes of when it becomes very abusive. Like if you have somebody who knows how to who knows how to call it out, they'll tell you, hey, you're doing this. And it's a you need to recognize it and not be a shithead. Right. You know what I mean? And respond accordingly. But there's people that have no intention <laughs> of of stopping. And I, I just asked Sarah for talent because I know that, you know, we're in the age where we like to find these new identifiers, these new words and just place it on everything. And then right. everybody's a narcissist, everybody's bipolar, everybody's all these things. And it's like, that's massively wrong. And it's also like unhealthy, no? Doesn't that border on being unhealthy? Just, and you're also like playing that again in people's minds that that's really not the problem that they have. Right. So now you they start believing it's shitty all the way around. So I feel like gaslighting is one of those things that now is everybody's favorite word. So in arguments, it's the thing that you throw when you don't want to be wrong. Right, right. Because <laughs> that's the, the now they're using it, yes, an argument. Or where any other information coming in has no place in your brain. Right? So <laughs> I'm not saying that it's non non-existent and that doesn't happen. It absolutely does. Right. But where can we figure out what that fine line is between somebody you're gaslighting me and that's what you know, like and then I asked therapist Helen and he said, What is it when they do it right back? And I was given the word steamrolling. I have a definition for you. Oh sure. <laughs> Vanessa with the definition. To quickly dismiss someone in a heated argument and interject your own opinion, opinion, totally ignoring what the other person is saying. But you see, I don't feel like even that is the definition of what I'm looking for. Right. Pero también pasa. Pero también, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, we're just going to call each other gaslighters back and forth and not achieve anything. Yeah, because you're not listening to each other. You're just like, I'm right, and that's it. I don't care what you have to say, I'm right. And then the other person feels the same way. It's a nail on the head. You said listening. Yeah. And I know that when I get into those modes of like, I'm not listening. <laughs> See, for me, it's like, I don't like to argue because I need to understand why you are feeling the way you are feeling. What did what what would the words that i said or what was that the thing that triggered you from me that made you react that way so that's yeah. how i am that's how i behave now so that's what i do in order for me to understand why you're mad or why you are upset but okay, I it's, it's crazy pants because like the more you try to be some like that sometimes if the conversation is not in a place for the other person to mm. meet you where you're out of like calming down and seeing it like if, if you're trying to do that and it's just like no, no it, it's not gonna work it's not gonna work no exactly so even though even though i'm being this way and the other person's like no i don't feel i don't feel like talking right now i don't i don't and i'm like okay no problem 
just come back to me when you're ready to talk about it. But then they get mad at either way. So it's like, I don't know what the fuck you want from the other person anyway. Cause I'll use, I'll use the example of the older person that didn't know that this word existed and didn't know that this is what they were doing, right? We're having a conversation and they, I am accused of gaslighting when the entire time that's what they're doing to me in the scenario. And I tell telling them, no, but, but you're gaslighting me because th that's, because that's not what happened. Now this person has issues with memory and whatnot, right? So knowing knowing facts and then hearing it thrown thrown so far off, it's like, what it really does make you feel crazy? It makes you feel frustrated. And then it's just going around in a circle de nada. And honestly, when it happens so often, like day after day, let's say, you start questioning, it's like, are you serious? Like it's so it's me. So I'm the problem. So everything I do, you you find it to be a problem. And and that's when I I sent you one of those things, didn't I? Like if you have to start questioning if you're the problem for everything, right? Then I, then because that has happened to me, and I and I was like, no, this is bullshit. And I was like, this is it can't be just me. Like you need to sit there and question why are you blaming me for what the things that you claim are my fault. First time I was like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, you know, I didn't mean to. Yeah, by segundo, and the third day, you're like, fuck this. What is going on? You know, it does become frustrating because you're like, what What am I doing? You know, and then you're so secure in yourself and you know that you you don't gaslight, you don't do that. For it to be thrown at you and you recognizing the patterns is like, no, 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 no. There is something mm -hmm. going on. This is not, this is not, not happening. I am not liking this. Looking at that article from Ecology Today, where they talk about, what, when it's gaslighting and when it's versus manipulation, right? Manipulation is a key part of gaslighting, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gaslighting you, but manipulation can still be abusive. Right. And the person answering, just so you, you know who this is talking, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis. And this is a book. I'm not, I don't have Tubi's book corner. No. <laughs> Gaslighting, recognize manipulative and emotionally abusive people and break free. Um, but in th it's an interview. Mm -hmm. um, influences or manipulation is used in various fields, particularly marketing and advertising to get us to buy things. And you can say that kids learn manipulation at an early age, how to get something from one parent if the other one says no. So it's something that's not always bad. That still sounds pretty shitty to me. It's just how we learn to work the system. But when it comes to a series of behaviors where the sole intent is to gain control of someone else, then you're getting into gaslighting behaviors. It's a form of abuse. And usually the person displays a pattern of these manipula manipulation tactics throughout several relationships. It's interesting that they use the kid example because it is true. We start manipulating the kids when, you know, we're, they're, you know, kids, obviously, when they're small. And it's easy right. to do that. Hmm. Major component of gaslighting is intent. Oof. More common forms of manipulation are about getting our own way or gaming the system, whereas gaslighting is about controlling another person. Consistent behavior pattern, both within single relationship or across multiple relationships. Hmm. Then they have gaslighting versus narcissism. Right, these are the words that I'm saying that everybody's like, now all willy-nilly. Like, everybody's a narcissist. Everybody's like... I know. Everybody's everything under the sun today in this time. Oh, yeah. Okay, fuerte. 
when really I think like you, you nailed it in the head before, like listening and that's on, on both sides. You know what I mean? Listening is this what is being done to me and, and listening to, to yourself. The thing in steamrolling, when I looked it up really quick, when Helen told me basically what they were saying is like, stop, collaborate and listen, like stop, pause, listen first before you're like, opinion, 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 opinion. Right. And another thing is like, whatever you want to communicate, just make sure that you're using the correct words, not trying to insult, not trying to gaslight, not trying to make it all about them or you just trying to be um, neutral ground, but communicate what you need to do, but effectively. So right. the other person doesn't feel attacked. Right. I mean, all of this ties back to those past episodes of like season one and two of like, Communication and such, like right. I just, I just recently had. Um, I'm on, I'm on a board for an artistic organization, and we just recently had a virtual. It was very interesting. Uh, board retreat, but I learned so much from the facilitator in that. They were so wonderful at the beginning you come in very incredulous. You're like, this lady is too kumbaya for my taste. You know, everything's like, let's hold space for that. Like, and I was like, she's using words that I know too well. <laughs> right. And I was like, but but like, you're all like mad and you know you're there because you want to say que fulanito la jodio and we're not getting work done because fulanito the bitch. Like, so everybody's like in a space. Let's take where we're at. And certain of these tactics, I'm like, this does not just apply to people working together on a board. I'm gonna apply this to life. When I do my classes, I think I'm gonna teach my students like this because it basically says, you know, they do access points. Like, do you have everything that you need? And it's access literally, like, do you have coffee? Do you have internet connection? La, 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 la. Mm -hmm. And then it's like access, emotional access. Like, where are you at? Somebody uh, very vulnerably shared that somebody close to them had just passed away. Um, and you know, so that that gives you an idea of where they're at for this meeting. So you could be a little bit more courteous and conscientious and considerate of where they're at. But she used certain terms that I was like, number one, it's exhausting, right? No, when you're angry <laughs> and you're trying to get shit done, all these fancy tools is not what you're thinking about. Right. <laughs> it's not what comes to mind. Now, when everybody calms their caballos down and you want to like find a solution versus just keep pinpointing the problem, then maybe you pull out these things. But it was like naming the problem. I'm naming that this is what, you know, was an issue or angry. Okay, I received that. Like, I, receiving doesn't mean you agree with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you're you're receiving it. You're being open to hearing this person for real. I, I, I receive the information. You know, it's just really interesting because sometimes I don't. Does this happen to you? <laughs> I'm gonna ask, and it's probably it probably doesn't. It probably just happens <laughs> when you hear things that you know are like incorrect. Like this, the board meeting really taught me a lot because I was like ready to go for the jugular on a lot of people mm -hmm. in there. But it's like when you hear things that are not correct, 
legitimately factually mm -hmm. incorrect. And then on top of that, assumptions of things that did not ever come to fruition or anything like that. It's really difficult for me to shut up <laughs> and not and not say, wait a minute. That's, yeah, that's that, not what it is. That happens to me a lot. I'm like, that's not that's not right. But but I do it, but but when I hear that, I just wait for them to be done and then I go to them privately afterwards. I'm like, you do know that that was like but this was like safe safe space, so I was able to be like, no, wait a minute. Well, which is a good thing, but right. But at the same time, it also taught me, okay. And the facilitator, and these are things that we know, we inherently know. It's logical. But again, heightened emotions make right. you not think like that. So it's like, okay, just because it's wrong, mm -hmm. they are incorrect, does not mean that they don't feel shitty about it. Right. Whatever they interpreted from what actually happened, so made them feel shitty or like defensive or like they needed to call somebody out. So, por un lado, you hold your horses to know emotionally it affected them regardless. But then how how lovely would it be to have a freaking facilitator with you every day of your damn life? <laughs> because be what happens is you might do that work, but the person on the other side is not doing it. <laughs> They're like, no. Ex exactly. That's and how thing. do you communicate? Listen, with, without sounding like too measured, what happened was that the phone call should have been taka taka ta. They should have been the whatever, and that's what happened. But you didn't know that, so that's why it's never gonna happen. Because then they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're making me think like I'm crazy. Like I didn't do my my research on how this works, or whatever the case may be." Right. So, right. So I was like, "It's so lovely if there wasn't an outside voice, like a referee saying, nope, calm down, <laughs> penalty." <laughs> That's another thing. People jump into conclusion and that's where they fuck it up. You were reminding me about holding space. You remember at the beginning of the podcast how we used to be like every Wednesday, like, are you okay? How's your mental state? Are we good to do that? Yeah. And we still do it to this day, but now we don't. It's just so natural to us that it just it's like the fact that if it was and it didn't happen right after the episode, like we message it right away. Yeah. Right, right. So that's always good to have, you know, a tool, to have that tool with you. The check-ins. The check-ins are always important because, you know, you can't do an episode, like, for example, us, and be like, your mind is somewhere else and you can't think about what we're talking about. You're literally just stuck in, you know. But going back to what you were saying about the gaslighting and the manipulation you just mm -hmm. reminded me i wanted to know how someone becomes a gaslighter like what's what's going on i'm sorry about a narcissist not manipulation and i wanted oh. to know so then it says gaslighters become that way because they want to gain power over others that this is a need for domination may stem for narcissism antisocial personality or other issues so it's just that goes deep and this yeah. is a serious gaslighter. So I'm talking about the ones that are like abusive to the point where they're abusive, not the passive gaslighters. Like, you know, we've done it before, you know, one or twice, that's fine. But I'm talking about the ones that are like I constant, like to everybody, anyone, anytime. Because the intent is to control, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so it's 
what, what did you say that the things were? What leads them to there? Narcissism, antisocial personality, or others, right. other issues, so. Because see, those are like very serious issues. I guess the other ones that they don't include are like the ones where it's like, there's a lot of people that do it w with consistency. I guess this is really stupid that I'm comparing it to somebody in a play. But, but hey, the term came from a movie and a play, so calm down. After all. But the, the reason I think about this character is if you, upon first read, the character is really fucked up. Okay, they are uh, an they're an addict. I don't mean that that's what makes them fucked up. They're fucked up in the sense of like they there's something that doesn't feel quite good intentioned, well intentioned, um, to to the to, to the other person that they're talking to. But they're an addict. They just got out of prison. But they're a person that comes from a really hard background of living on the streets from very young because they didn't have a very close relationship with the family, of going into hard drugs really young and using it all their life, even while in prison. And then the only real relationship that they consider to be a real loving relationship while they're in prison moves on, oh. becomes sober, starts trying to get their kids back, which means in one way or another being close to their ex. So this character gets out of jail, finds all of that, starts falling apart and doesn't stop, right? With the manipulative tactics and the gaslighting until they get the other character to do cocaine with them. And it sounds really shitty. And people really dislike that character. I could not help but feel really bad for that character. But the reason why they wanted the other character to get back to they knew nothing else. And the intention wasn't like, you literally are a piece of shit and that's all that we're ever gonna mm -hmm. be. It's, I'm losing everything. I have nothing and yeah. if I don't have you. So it was a, a, a an unhealthy choice, a very toxic choice, right? Yeah. Which I, tread easily with the word toxic because it's another one of those that the more I hear it, the more I'm like, it's one of those that estamos tirando Basically, like the damn place. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, when it, it is what it is when it is, you know? <laughs> so, um, came from a place of need, a sort of call for help. They just went about it the really fucked up way. Right? So it, 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 messes with your head, the humanity part of that. But the fact is that they're using abusive tactics to reel right. this person back in to a relationship that's not healthy for them. To make them lose their family and et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say they end up winning, but in reality, they're both loose. But when you compare this person that, I'm, that I just painted this picture, they've had a really difficult upbringing, right? Little mm -hmm. what, after we talked about right attachment styles and all that that means and how it starts from like with the parents and whatnot. So knowing this about the character and how difficult that was, how can you compare mm -hmm. that misguided kind of approach to mm -hmm. a to to certain issues like narcissism? And I don't know. I don't know. But you know why I don't need to know because. I'm not a therapist. 
Right. We're, well, if there is a therapist watching, you know, you could help us. But no, um, <laughs> I'm not that trying to excuse, you know what I'm saying? Gaslighting at all. But maybe it helps you kind of figure out like what kind of help. Right, because sometimes we are like, oh, why is this person like this? But we don't sit there and wonder, like sit there and actually figure out why. We just like, oh, this person's fucked up. And, you know, instead, if you if you have a friend like that, for example, and you really want to, if you care, go to them and be like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? It happens automatically when, like, the difficulty is the desire to be vulnerable. And we've talked about. Right. We talked about the importance of vulnerability, right? So if in a relationship you don't feel that you can be vulnerable enough to say, listen, it wasn't just me acting a fool. It triggers me because right? I was gonna say holding space for the other person, but the other person needs to be willing to 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 come, you know, to the terms as well. And if one more than one person has told you, you have been gaslighting everybody. And it's not just me saying it, but the other person is like, no, 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 it's it's not me. What do you mean? Everybody has a problem. And there's that. Right, exactly. My back to steamrolling. But yeah. it, it is difficult. Um, I have a list. List it for me. Um, not how to stop being gaslighted, but to recognize patterns. Just equally as important because you may not have the tools or know-how, but at least if you can recognize it, you can be like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Somebody, help. <laughs> right. So how to recognize if you're being gaslighted? Like no longer feeling like the person you used to be. So we've all, we all have had that feeling like you're like, you know, you're secure of who you are. You, you know, you're this way and all of a sudden, the other person's trying to tell you a couple of things and you're like, but you feel wrong. Cause you're like, no, I, but that's not who I am. That's not how, you know, I don't do that. Um, being more anxious and less confident than you used to be. That questioning everything. Oh my God, if I do this, are they going to be okay? Oh my God, no, but what if I say this? Oh no, wait, that's another freaking issue. Yeah. After wondering every move. Huh? I mean, to plot your every move. Right. Oh, they go, you know, often wondering if you're too sensitive, feeling like everything you're doing is wrong. Always thinking if, if it's your fault when things do go wrong. Mm, this is too much. Apologizing often, which I never do. And I have stopped. I know. <laughs> and that for me wasn't necessarily born of maybe, you know, because since we never know, but. <laughs> But being a people pleaser, right? That, that it, these are things that that intertwine with each other. So everything is just one big, huge, freaking circle. Um, having a sense that something's wrong, but being unable to identify what it is. Often questioning whether your response to your partner is appropriate. Appropriate if you were being too unreasonable or not loving enough. Start recognizing your patterns, people. If you're watching this, start recognizing your own patterns. Um, <laughs> Making excuses for your partner's behavior. That's the biggest one. Oh no, no they just tired from work today. Yeah, every single day, every time they're in a party, uh, every time they're with other people, like dinner, families. That's where you start to see those, those abusive effects because I hear that and automatically I think of 
domestic abuse when they excuse whatever or cover up whatever because so see. yeah which that that does often happen in re abusive relationship romantic abusive relationships often too often unfortunately yeah. avoiding giving information to friends or family members to avoid confrontation about your partner that now we're getting deep deep into the abusive of, of the relationship Oof. feeling isolated from your friends and family even worse what does this remind you of stockholm that too yeah oh part of the the red flags for you know the targeting oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah. it does remind me of um human trafficking for whoever that didn't see it that's it was episode 34. so um find it an increasingly increasingly hard to make decisions and the last one but not obviously feeling hopeless and taking little or no pleasure in activities you used to enjoy if you start losing yourself and you it's been like becoming a robot afterwards you're just like eh, you know you have no feelings no nothing you're just there that comfort sad you just lose yourself you lose who you are just to be with a, a person that that just wants the power just wants to control you and feel better about themselves because they clearly have issues do you have anything else to share about it i had a, another list as well yeah. this was from the health from from the healthline article I'm telling you, help help us, my friend. I mentioned so many of them. This one is really interesting. This one, this is the same Stephanie Sarkis, the one that wrote that book. Um, I'm sorry, Psychology Today, not Healthline. Mm -hmm. um, they throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. Oh yes, believing that the relationship is gonna go, it's better, getting better. Yes, yes. Oh, that's an important one. Their actions do not match their words. First one I should put right at the top is they're blatant lies. <laughs> they tell blatant lies. I will, we, I, we know I can't deal with liars. <laughs> we're, we're being light with it right now. Even though we know it's a serious issue, we know that a lot of people are in abusive relationships and it's not just gaslighting, you know, it's physical abuse. Yes, yeah, psychological abuse is the greatest one. Like you could get over the the physical abuse, but when it comes to the mental one, okay. I feel like is the highest one to overcome because you're in there, you're stuck in there. You could heal. And, there, and there's no real saying. Like we we put these trigger warnings at the beginning of episodes, and sometimes we may over assess what the, the trigger warning may be, but it's also out of out of caution because you never know how or what may be triggering to someone in a in a way that you're not expecting or to what degree right exactly we we don't know and that is that's all we could do just put our trigger warnings and hope hope i mean is there any have you ever had a moment where something occurs and you never known it to be a trigger for you before but maybe now that you're, you know, you're more aware of things and your emotions and and your memories and the thing and the work that you've done, like, and yeah. you didn't even know what the trigger. All of a sudden, it's the trigger now. Yeah, it it has sometimes when we're doing our episodes about these things, I realize I'm like, holy hell! 
I didn't even realize. But yeah, it has happened to me multiple times. Mm -hmm. But then I have to sit there and wonder why. And then I'm like, okay, this is why. And then I have to, you know, work through it. And, and or things that you thought that were healed already. Some, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That has happened yeah. to you, right? Have, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With a lot, a lot of these episodes, especially a lot of the mental health related ones. That's where the whole joke of throwing under the bus came from, right? <laughs> Yeah. But the fact is that a lot of our episodes for both of us makes us really recognize in from past to present to how we want to be in the future, you know, all of all of these things. And even though a lot of the conversation may be opinion based, the things that are statistical make us reflect and, and recognize, oh, you know. Right. We we have shared our own struggle and our own sick patterns that we've had, you know, and I, I had plenty that I recognize that little by little we've we're just growing together. We're trying to be yeah. better people, you know. And we have to. It's like it's all we ever like we've discussed on multiple episodes that it doesn't even have to do, but the fact is the uncomfortable conversations are important. Exactly. In interpersonal relationships on grander scales to feel uncomfortable about sharing a perspective or an actual, a true feeling, a genuine feeling about something, you have to be that uncomfortable because you might be, I don't want, it's not corrected, like, but you might be surprised to learn something different. It serves you more than what you'd been holding on to that entire time. And like we said before, you have to sit there and actually want to be better and sit in that uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you don't know the healing that you need to go through in order for you to get to the other side that you didn't even know you needed. It's like a lot of people take issue with uh, books or TV shows or movies or plays being done around similar topics. But the fact is maybe one movie gets like, uh, gets to 30 people, a book that a sociologist wrote gets to somebody else, you know what I'm saying? The language of the listener, and they have to be told because we keep, we keep repeating history, literally, right? And the more that we're learning about you know, and, and becoming more accepting and like mental health is, is not as taboo and all these things, the uncomfortable conversations are even more necessary. Right. And again, as time goes by, new things, new information, you know, gets shared, gets known. And there are a lot of things that are still applied today that are like debunked, that are not true. Like you just said about mental health. A lot of things of it are like, you still believe in that? That has been debunked. That's not true. You know, so information needs to be updated as well. Absolutely. Look at the laws. Look at the episode about the laws. How many laws that need to be updated? Ridiculous. Look at the technology episode. We talked about how back in the day, they don't watch too much TV. It's going to rot your brain. Da, 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 da. And, but now everything that we do is quite literally a freaking screen. But is brainwashing us in a way? <laughs> but you, under, you know what I mean? And it's like that James Wildman uh, quote from that from that vegan conference thing mm -hmm. i told get told something enough times it becomes the truth and the truth becomes the culture and the culture becomes the tradition and the tradition becomes the moral code exactly and that's the thing again reading is essential we have to do it and we do it every time for our episodes 
because we know something, but we don't know enough. So let's read, you know? Right. And, and you can't just read the one thing. You got to read a bunch. Right. 500 yeah. million things in order for us to get our facts straight. Because, you Not know, the you one know, side. Everybody has their opinion. It is opinion based also are this, but we want to bring facts in. Do you have any quotes for us today? I do have quotes. I tried looking for um, Brandy Brown. I found one that I think comes close. She's going to be on the show one day. I need this to happen. Whoever's listening, if you can make this happen, we're going to say it so much so often that the universe is going to be like, Toma. Hello. <laughs> I really want Brian to do like a music video playing the guitar. I'm just putting that out there, Brian. Do like a music video playing the intro song on guitar, like cool shade, and there's like with the mountains in the background, like from the new from the gratitude episode. Someone who is who gaslights you is trying to talk you out of your experience to alleviate their shame and responsibility to an issue. It's a tool. And control, but it's a tool to control and manipulate you, Henry Cloud. I feel like these people, sorry, the gaslighters, instead of dealing with their own problems, they, it's an escape thing for them to be like, let me, you know, like when the bully bullies other someone just so they could feel better about themselves, same mm -hmm. thing. And this goes to when we were talking about like knowing more about the person and not just jumping to like okay they're garbage you know what i'm saying yeah which is terrible when you fully understand how often people cope with their own insecurities fear and unresolved issues by projecting negativity onto you you'll quickly learn not to take the things that they say or do to heart those are their issues don't give them permission to make them yours but also a little bit of compassion compassion but and rec but you have to recognize when Right. They are to trying to fuck with you, right? And it's one of those like misguided. They're not doing it because they want to be harmful or evil to you. It's their right. way. It's the only way they know. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it's harder when it's somebody you know. And you also have an option to just get the fuck away. Cannot deal with. I love you so much. We'll do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, if you're able to. If you're able to, like you said, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a deeper relationship and some people can't just leave. So it depends, yeah. And this goes back, I think I actually read this one during the shame episode. I feel it applies. We, we cannot grow when we are in shame and we can't use shame to change ourselves or others. Steam rolling and the gaslighting and the calling, you know, like, uh, what is it? Not resetando, but like, you know, um, diagnosing people at large with being narcissistic or bipolar. Don't do that shit to people. That's the thing. They they just automatically, they think it's a passerby comment. And it's like, um, no, that stay with the person sometimes too. I mean, I can think of quite a few things that I've said that my intention wasn't nasty, but the effect had long. Yeah long-term effects on that other person we all on the journey we all we all we all doing the thing <laughs> I'm, 
We are, and we're only here to learn about our patterns. Like right now we're recognizing we've done it, but what can we do to be better for next time? Not fucking do it, because we know it's not. You had a lot of oh shit moments. Oh shit. <laughs> right, I had an oh shit moment this afternoon. I was like, oh shit, I've done it before. Even when before we started, I told you I've fucking done it. But guess what? Now we know. Now we yeah, know. Well, the biggest thing Dr. Sharkin says is intention. Right. Now, right. that does not mean, and we see that a lot nowadays with the need for uncomfortable conversations and people show up and then they decide what applies to them and what doesn't, not based on what actually applies, but what they want to apply to them. Right. Right? Loose example, well, I'm not racist, but microaggressions are real, right? Mm. So that that same thing, like we're at least saying, oh yeah, we've done the gaslighting bit, but the intention and the consistency of how much someone does it. Exactly. The thing, recognizing the pattern, let's say friend or a loved one, and you see it happening, repeating often, then like you said, that's when the problem is that's when you should address yeah. it. But if it's just like one time in three years, then, you know, yeah. I don't think it's like, a problem. And we shared lists or points of things to keep a lookout for. The best that I could do is a recommendation of like what to do with it. I, again, hashtag not a therapist. Best thing you could do if you feel that this is something that's very consistent and affecting your life to the points of like what the, the list that Chubi said, that's that's pretty severe. That's your entire life. Get get professionals to, to help you in that situation. Um, you yeah, know. let somebody know. Anybody, your family, your friends, and like you said, get professional help. If you're able to escape this, depending on how severe this is, the relationship, how abusive it is, if you're able to get professional help. Even if it's starting to be, be an issue, I, ain't nothing wrong. Like we already had, you know, Fernando come on. There's family therapists out there, couples therapy. Right. And if it's just you, you know what I'm saying? Go, go do, do you too, that's important. Final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Just address it when it's happening at the moment it is happening. Personally, I think that's the best way, just Oh, I didn't feel like what you said was nice. I felt like it was passive aggressive. I don't know. Just address it as it's, as, as, as it's happening. And, you know, um, if you were uncomfortable with what was said, that's it. And then um, if you're in a serious, abusive relationship, hope, I'm hoping for you to get hope. If you're able to, tell someone. And um, there's a lot of information out there. If you, know, you don't know where to start to look, you guys know you can DM us and we'll, you know, we'll put you in contact with somebody who may be able to point you in the right direction. Any comments? Any final thoughts on me? That was my, my biggest one because I don't feel like I can really say anything on like how to, to, to right. fix it. A, I am, I have I've done my, my own share of, of gaslighting and steamrolling and B, I've been on the receiving end of it, but not to the, the degree of what you were talking about previously yeah where you know you just no longer have control of your own life or your feelings i have had like certain things you saying i was like okay i questioned that i felt that but hablando se entiende la gente so you have the wherewithal to bring up the conversation the uncomfortable conversation but there are people that for whom that's very difficult 
Mm. And me, a couple of years ago, would have had a very difficult time bringing that up or to to any kind of relationship, right? We know what I mean, relationship, I don't just mean romantic. Um, so, yeah, there's levels and there's difficulties. So like, it really has to do, and you say this all the time, Chuby, you gotta know yourself a little bit. Um, because, you know, we, we put ourselves through a lot sometimes and allow things that we shouldn't. And then the hurt, the turmoil, and all of that becomes ours, you know? So, but if we would have nipped it in the butt, it wouldn't have gone as far. Right, you reminded me of boundaries. Like, like you just said, nip it in the butt when you hear it the first time and you just let it go by, but then they do it again, you're letting them know that it was okay the first time. So that's also, it's- it, it, It's you, right? It's awesome. It's like it's reclaiming your power. Because uh -huh. you can fix that for you. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> that sigh. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So now I'm done. It's one of those episodes where we wanted to share thoughts with you guys, share uh, those things. The, the, the information that Chuby shared and the quote quotes and, you know, our own realizations that have happened during the conversations. But even though this is not live, airing live, you guys are welcome to share your thoughts or responses to any of this in our DMs through Instagram or Facebook. You know, we'll reach back out to you. And um, what what is the face? No, it says it's live here, but I know we're not live. Are we live? <laughs> anyway, let's end it so I could freaking. <laughs> okay, well, everybody, we're well, gonna end it right. <laughs> I don't think we are, though. I don't think we are. Okay, anyway. It would say the Facebook thing next to it. Yeah, I think. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, you're welcome. Let's group. Let's rewind. Okay. If you guys have any, have any thoughts, comments, or perspectives on everything you've seen here, even though we're not live, feel free to DM us. English. <laughs> DM us through Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and what your opinions are on this, if you have um, any examples, but also if you need to be pointed in the right direction because it is a problem that you can't seem to fix on your own and you're seeing it take its toll then we'll happily uh, help you find, um, point you in the right direction. Yep, you know our Instagram, our Facebook, like you said, so you know where to find us. Um, stay fearless, everybody. Stay fearless, fam. <laughs>